intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you and welcome to another episode of the trucking risk and insurance podcast my guest Mr. Mark Monsion, Fleet Complete and Big Road. And we're here celebrating. Mark is the Vice President of Safety, uh, as well as Compliance and Regulatory Affairs for Fleet Complete. So stick around, join us. Mark's got some exciting news. Wow, today we've got Mark Monsion from Fleet Complete on the show because, woohoo, let's, let's give it some applause. Fleet Complete. <laughs> Has Yippee. been approved. Yay. What a long Absolutely. road that has been. Congratulations, Mark. Oh, thank you very much, Chris. You know, everybody at Fleet Complete Big Road, we're simply elated that uh, our ELD has now passed the certification process and we're now posted at the Transport Canada site of ELD certified vendors. So I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it, but if not, take a look. Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually two certifications listed there for fleet yes. complete. So, see, I did yeah, look. Perfect. Yeah, one is our iOS device, and of course, the other one is is Android. So, it covers the the spectrum of uh, of devices that are needed to uh, to deploy uh, ELDs compliantly in Canada. Awesome. Can you tell me how did the whole uh, process work out? How did it all go? Yeah, so, you know, from the time Transport Canada Minister Garneau made the announcement in June 2019, I was actually, you know, in the audience at the Canadian Trucking Alliance. At Fleet Complete, is really all systems go. You know, the original implementation date was supposed to be 24 months, so June 12, 2021 for full enforcement. And this, of course, was an amendment to the federal hours of service regulations, so unless otherwise exempt. So as you know, the ELD requirements were described in what they called Gazette 2, and it describes how the functional requirements uh, must be met. So, Yeah, they, they, what the heck is the difference this time around with the uh, Canada ELD compared to your experience down in the U.S. Uh, with their ELD mandate? Yeah, so I was involved in both experiences and, and they were quite different. So really the first one from Canada's perspective was a third party certified mandate, whereas, as you know, in the United States, it was a self-certification model. So uh, the other big thing was in the United States, they had a grandfather clause, whereas in Canada, there will be no grandfather clause. But from the time the announcement was made by uh, Transport Canada, FP Innovations was certified. We had Fleet Complete. We were all hands on deck. And, uh, you know, they weren't sharing who was involved in the queue. That was privileged and confidential information. So basically, it was first come, first serve. Most, if not all, ELD vendors that intended to service the Canadian marketplace all submitted their application around the same time. And it became kind of, you know, Hurry up and wait, much like you experience sometimes going to an airport, you know? Yeah, but it seems right now um, that several vendors are now being approved. The list is starting to get populated, um, you know. Yeah. But, hey, 
it's coming finally. What right. uh, unexpected uh, challenges did you have in this whole process? Well, really, one of the first challenges was soon after FP Innovations was selected as the accrediting certifying body, the CCMTA, so the Canadian uh, Council of Motor Transport Administrators through Transport Canada, uh, decided they were going to amend the technical re requirements. So that was done with little fanfare, really. So what that meant was, you know, FP Innovations having to retool their audit protocols, you know, a number of ELD vendors, including Fleet Complete Big Road, we had to retweak our rules engine just to make sure we were complying with some of these amendments. So it did uh, it did slow the process down to a certain degree. So, I mean, obviously Fleet Complete Big Road, they worked on that. And then what happened next? So we submitted our application. As I said, we met with the FP Innovations leadership team. We signed the agreement. We sent them the entire package. We had to send like four samples of devices, hardware, connectors, any other peripherals. We had to assign technical specialists at Fleet Complete Big Road. We had to give them a username and password. They essentially became like a new customer of ours that was testing our solution, but really in a lab and also in terms of a road test. So that's kind of how that, uh, how that flowed. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, kudos to the government here in Canada, because I personally, I'm really glad that they have a third party vendor approving all the devices so that we didn't go down the same road as our uh, neighbors down South. Um, yes. For sure. It's like like short-term pain for long-term gain. So I, I certainly yeah. agree with you on that front, Chris. Yeah. And what's can you elaborate a little bit on some of the differences between uh, Canada and the U.S.? Sure. So one of the big differences is, of course, the data transfer protocols. In the United States, you know, you have to use this data transfer, which would then get the output file, which is basically the driver's log at roadside. That gets sent to the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, who then will reroute it back to the officer at roadside with a unique identifier. Then the officer, of course, will be able to download the output file for the day in question and the previous seven days, depending on what they want to look at. In Canada, it's simply going to be a, a PDF. So basically, the officer is going to give the driver his or her email address. And then whatever logs, day in question, previous 14, will get simply emailed to the officer at that point in time. Uh, so in some ways, it's a little bit simpler, but the drivers need to know how to transfer the data. Yes, that is, that is key that they understand. And that really comes through training as well. And the other big point that I want to stress is the ELD um, output file, like the actual user file, the, 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 uh, the ELD vendors, user manual and data transfer mechanism, and also how an ELD can possibly malfunction. This is like the driver output document that has to be surrendered to the officer. And we, we've seen that in the United States and likely going to come to Canada. If the, if the driver doesn't have that, that piece of paper to show the officer, that's like the infra ELD information packet, that could become problematic as well. I see a lot of violations for drivers not having the ELD information sheets, the instructions and what to do in case of a, um, a, de um, a malfunction. Um, exactly. 
exactly. Know, what what other hiccups have been happening along the way? Well, you know, as is always the case, you know, we're talking about a very technical document. It was, you know, going right into the weeds with it. You know, we had some some really uh, in-depth discussions with FP Innovations. They identified some alleged non-conformance issues, which I imagine happened with all the ELD vendors. In our case, we either explained away why this was not a hiccup, or conversely, if we agreed that this was something that needed to be tweaked, we would just go ahead and fix it and then resubmit our um, our, our final output to, to FP Innovation. So that was, you know, I, we expected that could possibly happen because you're talking a very technical, in-depth testing environment. So FP wanted to make sure 100% acceptance, 100% compliance, and, you know, I respect that. Well, I, I was talking to another vendor, and they said that there was um, a minimum of 450 uh, items that they were verifying. So, I mean, exactly, that's a huge undertaking. Um, yep, and and it wasn't, uh, you know, you must meet the majority of them, like 80%. Not, no, you had to hit 100%. Yeah. And that you know you know that just shows you the the robustness of the actual audit protocol and kudos to FP Innovations for for going through that. So we're exceptionally proud to have passed. There's no question. It was a lot of work, but look where we're at today. We're very pleased with the end result. Well, yeah, and and it's a huge accomplishment. It really is for Big Road and for Fleet Complete. So um, yeah. Did you, were you, was Fleet Complete getting um, a little nervous as we were approaching that June 12th of 2021 deadline? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. You know, the ELD vendor community, even though we're competitors, we still talk amongst each other. And, uh, and it was starting to get a little bit of nervousness if we could comply with that mandate. And also in discussions with a lot of the stakeholder associations across Canada and some in the United States. But really, at the end of the day, Transport Canada realized that this enforcement date was simply not attainable. So kudos to them. They extended a 12-month educational enforcement. And, you know, I can say from all ELD vendors, you know, motor carriers, even safety officials at roadside, it was like we all breathed a sigh of relief that we had like a bit of extra time to get this done because when you think of it, you know, an ELD implementation for a fleet, you know, it can take up to six months and we're, we're in December now. So we're, we're right on cue. And, you know, as you know, the law of supply and demand, there was just too much demand and not enough supply. So a year and a half later, here we are. You know, I'm, I'm not blaming anybody, but I'm just saying it's it's gone taking much longer than we probably all expected but now there's a couple of other ELD certifying bodies that are going to hopefully take up some of that slack and and get more vendors on the transport canada list yeah it, i mean the list is going to grow for sure i certainly don't expect to see 500 or so devices like we have approved in the states um yeah part of it is because Many of those people probably couldn't meet the Canadian standards because it's verified standards. Um, and then other people, I'm sure, just have a small footprint in Canada. And so uh, as a right. Canadian company, I would urge everybody who's operating in Canada 
to start checking the website, making sure their devices have been approved. And if they haven't, or if you haven't yet needed a, uh, a device because you went to the U.S., you better get on it because, yep. you know, we're only six months away from hard enforcement. And with yep. all the part shortages that uh, many different industries are experiencing, I got to believe that this industry of ELD suppliers is going to be no different, especially um, the closer we get to June. I mean, my God. But. Anyways, uh, the, the next thing, now that Fleet Complete is certified in Canada, what is the next thing as a uh, well approved DLD vendor? Well, as I said, we're fully compliant where all systems go. You know, one thing a lot of motor carriers are unaware of is is it's not just the game doesn't end now. So we're we're in the we're in the party, we're in the sandbox, but there's an annual recertification so you know 20 25% of our of our, the test procedures will follow suit on an annual basis and this will go over a four year period and of course as is the case there's a fee associated with that so i'm thinking you know why we're only a, a couple so far there may very well be some ELD vendors that have consciously made a decision to your point chris that you know there's simply not enough in the marketplace to service canada but I want to be clear here at Fleet Complete Big Road, we're all in. We're ready, we're willing, and we're able. We will service the industry from the get-go and going forward and for years to come. So we're all set and ready. And Fleet Complete is a Canadian company, are they not? Uh, sorry? Fleet Complete is a Canadian company, are you not? 100%. Yes, sir. We are based in, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada is our corporate office. But of course, we have offices around the world and we continue to grow. But yeah, our head office is here in Canada. Very proud to say that. Yeah. So, I mean, heck, you'd better service us Canadians. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the other hurdles that you had to jump through um, to get this device, these devices approved? Yeah, I kind of talked about it earlier on, but really supply and demand, a lot of demand, not enough supply, not enough vendors to certify. Now there's two additional vendors that have been selected. So so ELD vendors have three to pick from now. So we're hoping that there's going to be more ELD vendors to service the marketplace. But the other big one, and you certainly alluded to it, is you know the shortage of microchips worldwide. So we at Fleet Complete, we continue to monitor this situation. We've ramped up our inventory. Our supply chain is very, very stable. We're very aware of the sunset, and we've got a, a very robust plan to manage that. So we're all hands on deck in that regard as well. But uh, the other point I think you talked about is like the north-south movement of goods. This is where it's going to become problematic because if you're a Canadian carrier and you're going south, you may have heard like we, we're on the AT&T uh, service network, and that 3G is going to sunset February 22nd, 2022. So well, carriers that are not aware of that, you know, we have to get things moving on that front. And on the Canadian side, well, we have a little bit more time, like TELUS and Rogers, who we partner with as channel partners. The 3G sunset, although it hasn't been announced publicly, they're talking December 2025. So this gives us a little more time, but I'm really concerned about the U.S. motor carriers, and, and, you know, to your point, 
the U.S. carriers coming into Canada, you know, after June 2022, if they're using a self-service, self-certified model, as soon as they cross the border into Canada, you know, that that device will not be accepted. So I hope I hope they're aware of that because after the full enforcement date, they won't they won't be able to come into Canada with with a non-compliant device. Uh, that, I mean, that's going to create other issues, but just clarify um, in case somebody doesn't understand the terminology sunset. You talked about 3G sunsetting. Exactly what does that mean? So the 3G sunset states that if you have a device that has the, the minimum requirements for 3G, after the 22nd of February, if you're in the United States, you simply won't get service. You, you won't get connectivity you won't be able to access the network. So you have to you know, migrate either an upgrade to your solution or purchase new hardware in order to be fully compliant with 4 and 5G going forward. So it's basically the light switch is going to turn off. Yeah. So, and I, I just wanted you to highlight that for any carriers who weren't quite clear what sunsetting meant. It meant that their right. device potentially may not work very shortly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then and then the other big milestone, of course, is the June 12, 2022 ELD full enforcement date. There's another milestone date. So right now it's just the educational phase and it's for federally regulated motor carriers. So carriers that are domiciled in one province that go to another or carriers that are domiciled in one province and go to the United States. They will be unless otherwise exempt, because as you know, Chris, there's other exemptions yep. built into the regulation. They will have to be fully compliant after June 12, 2022. That's six oh. months from now. And even Ontario has issued, they haven't changed the law yet, but their intention is for Ontario-only carriers as of June the 12th, 2022. If you require a paper log today, on that date, you will require an ELD. So Exactly. It, it, it's yeah, coming. you're... you're, you're you're seeing a lot of the other provinces and the territories trying to move forward with the same adoption date as, as indicated by Transport Canada. So I'm very hopeful that there will be uniformity there because whenever there isn't uniformity, again, my old days back when I was an enforcement officer with the Ministry of Transportation, you're compliant in one province and then as soon as you cross into another province, all of a sudden you're not compliant. So I, I feel for motor carriers and also for ELD vendors that are trying to service the marketplace in this environment. So Yeah, it it's it can be challenging. But that's trucking, I yeah. think, all the time. What else do you <laughs> want to share, Mark, or what else do you need to share with our audience today? Well, you know, if you've been on any of my webinars, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Let's not follow the U.S. example and wait till the last minute, Chris. So we saw in the U.S., a lot of motor carriers thought perhaps at the last minute the Trump government would set aside the ELD rule. Well, that didn't happen. So there was a mad dash to get devices. There was a grandfathering provision. There's no such grandfathering provision in Canada. So I want to make that very, very clear. So time is ticking. You know, you, you, know, you should really start your investigation, aligning yourself with a fully compliant certified device in Canada is really, it sounds a little self-serving, but 
you know, get up, get up to speed. Let's get going because you don't want to wait till the last minute, especially with that microchip challenge. You know, if, yeah. if there's a, you know, a shortage of, of, of supply, the government, unless I hear anything differently from Transport Canada, but, you know, the date is pretty well etched in stone, June 12, 2022. But we've seen this moving target in the past, but I'm hopeful it's going to remain stable on that front. Yeah, and, and one other thing that I just want to mention that I think is really important, the number of exemptions here in Canada are far fewer than the exemptions in the States. And one of the, uh, I've got a, several livestock customers, as an example. Yep. Well, yep. in Canada, livestock's not going to be exempt from the ELD as it is in the States. So those carriers um, have to get on board quickly. Hundred percent. So you have you have some similarities between the U.S. and the Canadian ELD rules, but there's definitely some variances. The other big one people should be aware of is are the personal conveyance rules. Oh. They're quite different in the United States than they are in Canada. So they they amended the direction in the U.S. They are allowing uh, tractor trailers laden, pulling a trailer, partial load, full loads, as long as you're relieved of responsibility. You can put yourself in personal conveyance, which is essentially off-duty. But as soon as you cross the border, if you're in Canada, you're pulling a trailer, it doesn't matter if the trailer is empty. you got like a 75-kilometer maximum limit. You must indicate that on your device, start end time of personal conveyance, and you cannot be pulling anything. You, you're, you've got to be bobtailing. And the same thing, you have an 8 and 30 rule in the United States. Canada doesn't have that. Canada has a, a leasing provision. So if you want to get a hold of me, I can give you more of the nuances. I've actually written a couple of blogs on that too, but it's not the same rules in either jurisdiction. Well, and that it's a huge thing. Personal conveyance and personal use are just not the same thing. And I've seen Ontario carriers, Canadian carriers, getting tickets when they cross the border because all of a sudden it affects their um, hours of service, not ELD because, Hey, uh, you know, we're, uh, that's just an hours of service with your paper log or ELD. It doesn't matter. Uh, the rules yeah. are still the same. And yeah, I've seen a lot of tickets. Um, yeah. Yeah. You see that the really other big one is the eight and 30 rules. So as soon as you cross into Canada, like if you're over your short haul radius, you can't, the officer in Canada won't accept this 8 and 30 scenario. It just doesn't exist in Canada. Yeah, it, it's something drivers and companies have to get used to. Now, last question, Mark. I think it's going to be the last question. But why should somebody, um, there's now several approved vendors out there. And congrats yep. once again, Fleet Complete, Big Roads on the list. But why yeah, should somebody you. choose Fleet Complete or Big Road? Yeah, so, you know, trusted, mature brand, made in Canada, multi-language support, 24-7, 365 days a year, courteous, knowledgeable professionals to help you. Our tech support um, infrastructure is very, very stable. You can reach out to me, ask the expert. I will provide you tailored assistance. If you have an issue with the regulator, you know, I've been involved in this industry for very long. If you're a customer of ours, you just go to our homepage. I'm privileged to have my own button at home uh, at Big Road and Fleet Complete's homepage. You can send me an email if it's if it's a truck, if it's a driver, if it's goods, 
if I don't have the answer, I will get you the answer. So like we're on a mission to support the industry and we want to be best in class. And that's what we're striving for. And just uh, the audience wouldn't know this, but it is Mark Malsiel who I reach out to every time I have an issue with uh, hours of service and that I don't quite comprehend. I've had many a conversations with Mark, wow. picking his brain, and, and it's a wealth of knowledge. Well, I do appreciate your very kind words, uh, Chris. I'm very sincere and humble. I'm here to help anybody in the industry. I've, I've been at this for many, many years. I eat, live, and breathe the, the industry. So anytime I could help, I even have non-customers reach out to me, but I still help. It doesn't matter. I want people to succeed in this industry. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And, you know, lastly, so Mark, you already said you've got a button on the Fleet Complete uh, homepage. You've got a button on yep. the Big Road homepage. And we're going to have all of uh, Fleet Complete's contact info in the show notes down below. Awesome. Last, no, that's great. Last word, yeah, you Mark. can reach it. You can reach out to our customer service, 1-888-305-8777. We have regional sales managers throughout the network. Again, you can reach out to me as well and uh, look forward to uh, servicing the industry, Chris. Thanks once again, Mark. Uh, Mark Malcian, Vice President of Fleet Complete and we're celebrating the fact that Fleet Complete Big Road have been approved, yay, on the ELD Transport Canada's website. Awesome, Chris. Always a pleasure chatting with you, my friend. I know you and I go back several years back in our career, and we're still very good friends. And anything I can help you, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. All right. Have a wonderful day and stay safe, everyone. And that was Mark Monsignor, Vice President of Fleet Complete, uh, celebrating with us the news that Fleet Complete now has their iOS and Android devices approved, and they are now listed at the Transport Canada website. Yay! As that list continues to grow. So a huge thanks to Mark for coming on the show, the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. And Hey, if you're getting value from this, please click like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. Love to hear John and I uh, respond all the time to our comments. Thank you so much. Uh, that's it for this week. Safety Dogs out.